Welcome to Pick Me Up Pod. This is the podcast where we are destigmatizing everything and anything menstrual health, from your period to birth control to pregnancy and abortions. I'm your host, Sophie, and I have a period, and I want to talk about it. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am super, super excited because today I get to sit down with probably my oldest and best friend on the books. Uh, she is an incredible, incredible human that I have known since I started playing the flute with her at the ripe age of 12 years old. Betsy, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am gr- I'm better now that I'm on the show, right? I'm rocking these Iris Appleton slash SpongeBob inspired glasses and I'm ready to vibe. I love it. Um, well, let me just get a little bit into our history and background and why it makes for really interesting fodder for today's conversation, specifically because we just hopped on. And before I hit record, we found out that we actually don't know each other's period stories, which is very <laughs> weird because every time I have someone on the podcast, I'm always like, yeah, like I would, you know, talk to my friends growing up about like, oh my gosh, who got their period first. And then I realized I never really talked about it with you and I don't even like know why. Um, but yes, we've known each other for, will it almost be two decades soon? I don't know. There's, yeah, there's definitely ebbs and flows in every friendship, but you're definitely the friend that I call in my pits of, like, pre-menstrual depression. I actually sat down this morning and I tried to record an episode of this myself and it turned out horribly. So when you texted me and you were like, I have time tonight, I was like, thank God I don't have to put that out. But (laughs) I found out in the 24 hours leading up to my period, which was yesterday, I have, like... And I was like doing a bunch of research this morning, but I have the most intense crash of hormones and I become so depleted in like dopamine and serotonin that I literally like lose the will to live. And honestly, thank you for being there yesterday. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I woke up this morning, started my period. and I was like, oh, I just feel fine again. Like it was just weird. I've never heard this from you. Dude, how old were you when you got your period? Like, what was going on? Okay. I actually don't know who got their period first. Dude, no, that's Which, actually that's actually a great question. So, well, actually, now you're going to have to help me. When did we buy those PacSun jeans? Was it the seventh grade? It must have been. I think it was the grade. seventh grade. Yeah, because it was like our we, first. I was sixth grade. We were, well, it was our first grade was like pre- to the mall. Puberty. Yeah. Without parents. Seventh grade, for sure. Okay, so our first trip to the mall without parents, we got thongs, and then we got skinny jeans because they were in. PacSun, woo, yeah. it was like two for two for 80, I want to say, which not a bad deal, not a bad deal. Good anyway, deal. all this, right, good deal. Uh, my parents had not gotten divorced, so we're talking like, I want to say around your birthday probably i want to say like winter like through not your birthday but like you know like february march because i think i got it nice. right before they got divorced you know to to really uh hammer it home 
on the the hormone highway I was I was headed down <laughs> to make it alliteration there. Um, but um, and crazily enough, I was at house, um, which is I her jaw's dropping for those who aren't looking at the video or if this is a video or whatever. But her jaw's dropping because that was one of my one of my oldest oldest like family like bestest friends who by the way i no longer really am in contact with by by um you know her request um so so yeah i was at her house and i um honestly i'd been it's, wishing sorry i'm sorry per her request i'm dying i'm gonna mute myself because i'm just gonna be laughing this whole time i'm done okay i'm gonna i'm gonna shut my ass up and i'm gonna hear your story and I was just like, you're, you're gonna die because it's a lot more than you bargained for it always is with me it's always there's always a story as i like as i like to say oh my god dude but yeah so um yeah anyway well, the long story short on that one, and you can choose to include it or not, but um, I, you know, she had a wedding that she, um, she really wanted to get married in the woods with just her, like, fiance husband, and then she ended up getting um, thrown a wedding at her aunt's house, because that's where they met, and um, she really didn't want any bridesmaids or anything, and I was just going to come up and help her, and came up and helped, and ended up being a bridesmaids thing, and then ended up plans changing after, and I was, I needed to go home, but I couldn't, like, stay to play, um, after her wedding, so she, um, uh, needed, like, a break from me, because I couldn't stay, and we really couldn't re, uh, we couldn't come to a, come to a, you know, conclusion or anything about, about, an understanding actually that's what it is we can come to an understanding on the relationship so anyway don't talk to her anymore but we were like the biggest thieves i was over at her house all the time like over at her house when my house got broken into um, my house wasn't really a a place for me to hang out after school so over there the other part of the story is my cousin who lives across the street from me got her period at like 10. so she had already she already got boobs and her period and i'm like a year older than her and i'm like waiting and waiting so i like sort of wanted it i don't know you know i mean you know how i always like you, the devil we know versus the devil we don't man like the grass is always greener anyway so i'm my younger cousin I, i'm competitive by nature i like wanted it but then it comes and i i had no idea i honestly thought i shit myself i was like because i like came out i like went to the bathroom and it's all dried blood and it's like brown i'm like did I shit? Like, I'm really confused. Like, I, I can see how you would think, like, oh, like, I shit myself. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, like, didn't say anything to her. And I, like, came home and I like, told my mom. My mom got me, went and got me pads. And we, I, like, put one in and I lost my shit. I literally, like, made her drive to the store, go get tampons, and, like, tell me how to put one in because I was, like, so, um, claustrophobia is not the right word but it is a it was like a little it, it, like it's sort of it's sort of claustrophobia honestly i probably should have googled it before i it's a lot podcast, in the underwear and let's just say it wasn't corroborating with the thongs that we were buying that's oh no it was not it was not the vibe it was not the vibe and it's really funny uh, even with even with big granny panties though it's like a and lot kind of feels like negotiating a lot down there, like all the time. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, such 
texture and you know what? And I felt the same it's interesting so I feel the sit felt the same way as you just described and I think there's this kind of weird dissonance between you you finally feel like an adult like a woman you got your period but it almost feels like there's this infantilization of you because you feel like you're in a diaper again oh it's true. It it's like, like a diaper. you're a woman but now you're like it feels like you have a diaper and it's like this is not again it's not really corroborating not with the thongs and i started using tampons like the second time i got my period not because i didn't like like it but to be honest it was the only thing that my mom had in the house because my mom used tampons and i was such a like i didn't really know how to ask my mom for pads even though like my mom i, I was just like so uncomfortable about it no, that's but I fair. was just like, I guess I'm using the tampons now. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. In the bathroom, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just put it in there. I was like, oh, this is so much better than pads. It is. It really is. But no, anyway, honestly, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your... Uh, no, you didn't interrupt at all. You didn't interrupt at all. No, that's the funny thing. Is like, then people start getting it. And if they mention it or if they don't, like, uh, honestly, it only comes up when someone, typically when, like, someone's, like... needs to ask you for a pad or something and you're like oh i use tampons and they're like oh my god why or how and i'm like wait uh, what it's that it's that like scary i don't i honestly it just doesn't the other thing doesn't is not working for me but i mean honestly sophie you can bleep out the name but did her mom was literally gonna, I'm gonna bleep her... out the name just because it makes it funny i know it was gonna let her swim in a natatorium pool with a pad oh honey no i was like no no my mom was like no nope that's not acceptable i'm sorry but that's not sanitary she can sit on the edge of the pool and not get in the pool or she can wear a tampon but also, like that's not I... get in the pool with a pad it's gonna soak up the pool water it's gonna soak up the pool water like you're I just... asking for a yeast infection as someone oh who God. as someone who has just had a yeast infection and has successfully rid herself of the yeast infection, Thank you don't God. Oh my God. Wait, okay, so shocked. you were okay, so you were like you were like twelve, I'm guessing. If it was mm -hmm. seventh grade. And mm -hmm. you got it. Oh yeah. Okay, so I got mine. Oh my god. I got mine also in seventh grade. But I got mine the on my dad's I got mine on my dad's birthday. So in December. So I guess it was, yeah, it was definitely seventh grade. And I got mine. I'm going to actually, I'm going to bleep all these names out because it makes them sound like they're like super important and people are listening. So I know. I know. <laughs> Juicy guys. So I got mine at Kate's day party and I was sitting on air. This was before we went to Pierce. And I was like, oh my God, like my life is made. Like this guy is so fucking fine. And I was like, somehow I ended up like, like, you know, like just like, I was just perched, you know? And then- Oh, was, no, because I remember the whole thing. I remember, dude. Wait, what? What did you remember? Tell me that you got your period, but I remember you sitting on his lap because it was a big ass fucking deal, dude. Oh. <laughs> or at least with him around the, like that was the- of the party. I was like, not a, I was quite literally not a woman before that happened is all I'm going to say. And <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the bathroom and I just like wiped and I was like, oh, there's blood. And I was like, damn, this is really happening for Wee! real. Um, so we both got it. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty average. Um, you got your period at 12 and then you were using 
periods. Sorry, you're using tampons. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember you, you were, were using periods as an excuse to skip school. Yes, I was. And watch Avatar for an entire week. Yes, I was. Um, I remember so, you yeah, had really I was painful periods. periods. Like, I remember. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's like half a joke and it's like half true because like ever since I, so I started getting my period and then, I mean, I honestly, I don't remember well enough to remember if it like was regular or not, or like when it became regular, but it was regularly terrible. I do remember that. Um, and so like, I mean, I would be on the bathroom floor the entire period because I would be throwing up because the way that my body reacts to like in that intensive a pain is um, not in, like intense nausea. So then I would like, like, um, honestly, the last time that I had my period before I started birth control, which would have been um, in the ninth grade. So like two years after I started my period, oh, wow. um, like I was having to miss school, miss extracurriculars. I had to, I, the one year I was in a play, Fiddler on the Roof, LOL. I was the one redheaded Jew, um, tradition. But I had to, I had to like leave because I was like throwing up because I was, was in so much pain and I had to go to the emergency room because I couldn't stop throwing up and they couldn't stop the pain and I couldn't take anything because I was throwing up. Yeah. And it's not like they really did anything. I mean, they like gave me some pain medicine through an IV so that I, and some, and some fluids because I was like, so yeah. dehydrated from the fat from throwing up for like two day two three days um and that's when they were like okay maybe time to start thinking about um birth control for uh this situation but they were like um, they, they but like sorry they didn't give you like a reason no, as to why i mean at the time you're probably like what they looked into endometriosis yeah. and I don't have endometriosis. So, or I didn't at the time. I don't, I don't know well enough about endometriosis yeah. to know if it's something that you can develop or if it's something that you have from the beginning. But my mom's mom did have endometriosis yeah. and she actually yeah. had to have a hysterectomy um, when she was like 30. So she never went through menopause. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, because it was so painful. Um, and, and also it was like, um, there was something going on where it was collecting blood and it was, it like is a bad situation or uh, anyway, man, all this stuff I should have Googled before I came no, on here. No, not uh, at all. Like I have found out so much about all of this stuff, just talking to people who have it. Um, I've met a lot of people who have endometriosis and like you can develop yeah. it later in life. And sometimes oh, okay. it also, it can happen if you have a miscarriage, you can develop it. And as far as I know, the only way that you can diagnose it is you have to, like, have a surgery. So a lot of people don't end True. up getting, like, properly diagnosed. But, I mean, I think it's, like, yeah, anyway, sorry. Continue on to your story. But I, yeah, I don't know, like, obviously, I no, you're know the things that, like, have afflicted me. But there's so many different things. And, like, you don't really, like, hear people's stories unless you ask them. So you got put on birth control then, and like that was yeah. like a, a right oral contraceptive, and like did that help? It was an oral contraceptive, and I mean honestly, I think it it helped enough for me to not stop taking it. Yeah. Um, and then I think now that I think about it, I think uh, it changed. Changed once in.
once in high school, once in college. So I've been probably on like three different ones. And then, um, then I got on an IUD post-college, a year post-college. So what was the interesting, what was uh, the, when you changed birth controls, like leading up to you getting an IUD, was there a reason for that? Or was it like, oh, your insurance switched or was it? Yeah, no, great question. Um, one was one. Um, so we initially started looking at something different because I felt like it was, I felt like the cramps were coming back a little bit. Um, and then the other one, I may or may not have been trying to get boobs and it gave one of my friends boobs and I like, let's go. Asked, uh, it didn't, it didn't give me boobs. So. <laughs> I, I am who I am. I mean, honestly, there was at one time, one time in my life where I used to go to sleep praying for a boob job. And now I'm all right. Now I am at peace with where I am. Yeah, I love your boobs. Body and where I'm yeah. at, but I love your boobs. <laughs> also, if you want to get, a, if you want to get a boob job, get a boob job, but I love your boobs. Um, thank you so much. And it's so true. I totally, yeah, that's the truth. If you want one, get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then I wanted to get the IUD, honestly, as, um, yo, Trump got elected and I'm just trying to, um, I mean, 99.999% is one thing. And I don't know. I don't know. It could be that the IUD is just about as, as effective as birth control pills. But um, I was really most concerned about um, contraception at that point. But I will say after the first after insertion and then after the first two days and then after the first like two periods it's been a walk in the park yeah you have you're like one of the people in my life not I like the poster child yeah you are like you're like oh like you know i got it inserted and i remember you told me i remember talking to you right when you got it inserted and you're like oh i like passed out at like a work conference and i was like what? oh my god i was throwing up in between meetings in the bathroom and they were like um is she okay did she drink too much and i'm like y'all know i just got my period for the first time after i got an iud Ooh. but what's funny is like that's less socially acceptable than like being hung over yeah right sort of. which is like I mean, so funny not really not really i mean because i mean like being hung over is like pretty bad don't get me wrong um and it was in vegas so that was like the easy conclusion but literally it was the first period after my iud and i thought i was dying and my bodily reaction yeah. is to throw up so i was literally having to having to um so that, you know really so that work on my it? meditation was, practice was that the worst part of it or was the insertion like would you say like that was pretty easy or i guess it was like a while ago you've got to like um yeah, no, 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 yeah, um, no, the period's the worst part. The period, the two periods after, the one to two, well, I take it back. The, the one to two, the, so like if I were getting it, so also I would have, I luckily, two people that I know had gotten it before me, so they gave me tips and tricks on how to schedule it, when to schedule it, what to do, make sure that you can work from home the next day or have the next day off. 
at least the next day, sometimes the next two days, um, schedule it for the afternoon. Make sure you have someone who can drive you home. Um, so it was like, it was a little bit painful immediately after. And then it was, it amped up in pain through the, through the evening slash was painful the next day. <clears throat> and then I think it was less painful the second day. Um, but I do remember the first day after, and then the, like the first period, and I want to say the first two after were, um, pretty painful, but the first one for sure, um, were equally painful as were, were similar to my, the periods that I had before. So, I mean, it's not like it was worse for me. It was, yeah. it was about the same. Yeah. So if you are experienced, so if you have an IUD and you experience your first period, um, and you're like, wow, I've never experienced this before. That's literally what I experienced since I got my period. Um, but hopefully you, it's the first time and the last time until you get another IUD. But yeah, so I'm rounding out my like, my fifth or sixth year on this IUD. Wow. It'll be, it's this, this, the problem is I'm coming up on my um, IUD reinsertion. All of my friends times. that have IUDs are coming up on there. Like yeah, oh my God, it's funny because so the friends on Insta or our fake friends on Instagram are like getting married and having kids and our real friends are getting IUDs re reinserted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that ain't I'm my dead, like, Betsy. Right now, dead. Dead. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You actually are the poster child for IUDs because I remember sitting in the car with you and one of our other friends and you both, and both of you were like, yeah, like I haven't had a period in five years. And I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's so in, like, the first couple of years, it, it, like, lessens in regularity and lessens in severity. And then it, um, like, it's, you know, what, honestly, yeah, which, it really hasn't, it really hasn't picked up. You have, so it, you have it, the it, hormonal one? Um, I, think, ooh, I don't have the yeah, copper okay, one. Yeah. I have okay. the other one. Um... But my friend, my one of my friends who had one had to get hers out because it was um, <clears throat> causing ovarian cysts and she was already prone to them. And the the doctor who put it in, I guess, to, from her telling of it is that was never like a discussion. It was never brought up that she was prone to ovarian cysts when they were, you know, talking about putting it in. So, I mean, a lot of lots of different stuff to consider. Yeah. Um, also, I had a friend who it was giving her... Um, um, sores and yeast infections because of the way the strings were laying yeah but it took them months to figure it so out painful. and so she finally got it oh out my God, yeah, right yeah. right like uh, yeah just a yeah. lot of a lot like of every, yeah um, everybody is going to react to these things differently but it sounds like it worked like amazing for you so are you going to get the same one put in like when you're coming up on that like that's a great question. I sort of started thinking about it. And then when he said, oh, you don't have to think about it for another year, then I was like, okay. all right. And then I stopped thinking about it. I mean, I probably will. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. And also, I mean, if all the things we're exposing ourselves to, like, maybe one less thing, I might as well just stick to it. Um, but, I mean. If it's working. If I was, like, not experienced. Like, I would be, like, put the same thing right back in there. Like. Yeah. And, I mean, I haven't gotten pregnant. Yeah. The, un the only other thing that's worth that's worth mentioning, and it's not like a me thing, but it is a me thing when I'm having, you know, sex or whatever. Um, the strings, they call them strings. They're definitely more like 
wires. And so depending on where different positions or sizes or, you know, situations every now and then they'll get pricked and they'll be like, honestly, "Ah!" good. Yeah. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. that. (laughs) You're like, serves you right. Mm. I'm going to (laughs) get, do you remember that? It was like some movie. It was like called like teeth or something. Oh my god! Oh my god! Where the vagina yeah, was had, like, like a bite. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna oh, get. I would get an IUD just to put like fucking hooks. Like, don't enter. That's like the new, <laughs> that's the new birth control right there. Too fucking funny, honestly. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, Dude. I mean, it. It seems like it's giving you what it needs to be giving you. Like no periods, no like the contraception right? that you want from it. Right. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So anyway, um, yeah. how, like, have you, I mean, I guess you kind of just touched on it with, you know, navigating birth control questions with partners. Um, I guess they just, like, feel like a poke. But have you, in your past, had conversations around, like, contraception with your partners? And um, there's a new study that came out yesterday um, that I'll bring up, and there's a reason I'm mentioning it. But how is that conversation around, you know, who's responsible for birth control gone in your sexual past? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I always come with the tea. Come with the tea. Um, I'm, so... I'm, I have my cup. <laughs> and it's piping. Um, so, great question. I feel roast very, him. Um... Roast him. I'm joking. I'm joking. Destroy him. Very... Um... It's funny because, you know, nobody, no, I think that as long as you're communicating with the person that you're having sex with, um, I'm sorry. No, it's, I get it. I was like recording these at home and I was like, every time someone, I could hear someone walk by, I'm like, just don't right now. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, just walk the other direction. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I think. I think honestly, so I think whoever, like whenever you're having sex, you have a a responsibility to like honor yourself in the situation and honor the other person. Um, And I mean, and you know, like, like I, I, and I feel like, you know, might get in trouble for saying honor yourself first, but like really understanding um, like what you're willing, what you're looking for um, and what your boundaries are. Um, and, and I'll say that I think that it takes some exploring uh, to figure out what those are. So if you feel like, so if you're like looking pa- back on past experiences where you feel like you might not have honored how you feel right now, doesn't mean that you dishonored yourself. Cause I mean, really we're all like figuring out what works best for us and what's the best situation for us. But um, I think that I think that like trying to make sure that you're as safe as you possibly can be, um, um, whether that means like condoms or birth control or a combination of the two, um, and and really trying to like get comfortable having that conversation like in the heat of the moment. because that's ultimately like when it happens, I think. Um, I think that, or at least in my case, <laughs> it seems to. And that also seems to be when I'm able to um, kind of let myself go lax on some of my boundaries um, in some instances, if that makes sense. 
So, um, I guess <clears throat> with my latest ex-boyfriend, <laughs> this is where the tea is piping. I'm like, I just gave you a little, a little, um, like political sermon, but the tea is I was like very upfront with him about how I, um, would absolutely only like would only be having sex with condoms because I was not in a position to have a child. And if I was, uh, or if that were something that would happen where I stand on things, like when we started having sex, I had this conversation with him. I was like, by the way, like where I stand with things is I would, um, I know that I don't know what I would do in the moment, but me standing here right now, if I were put in that position, I'm not in a financial position to take care of it or to even like, or in a position really at all to carry it. And so that would be something that I would not be continuing with. Brothers. Did you get a sex talk? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I got a sex talk. Yeah, I feel like your mom even like gave me a sex talk. Like not like, like, like a good one. Yeah, it's, oh God. Your, yeah, your mom, I, I feel like your mom gave like a good sex talk. Well, my mom was the one who, I mean, I, to her credit, she was the one who sent us to Europe with condoms. Oh, I remember this conversation. I ended up taking to college. I remember this conversation. Because I didn't use them. <laughs> Yo, I was a virgin yeah, that funny? trip. I wasn't fucking. I know, standing yeah, that, Like, LOL, shout out but... to your mom who thought we were going to be fucking on this trip. Like, we're not fucking. It's I literally funny. remember standing in your doorstep with your mom and my mom, and they were, like, talking to us, like, before this trip. And I was like, honestly, good talk. Right? Yeah, you're like oh and i was like mom, my mom was piping talk. up too i'm like mom i've never heard you say this these many it. words about sex to me all of a sudden like <laughs> my mom was like i feel like my mom like heard your mom's sex talk and she was like oh that slaps like let me like add some things to it like i'm like mom this is the first Dude, time i'm hearing any of this from you i know your mom's like let me take your crack at it and we're like damn she was like and then she comes in with the heat okay okay yeah. i feel like that was the only sex talk i really got from my mom was when like was like with your mom and you so okay. i feel like you had like very responsible conversations with partners about boundaries and um where you were headed in terms of contraceptives or not using contraceptives i actually literally a couple of hours ago i had um like a preliminary interview with a potential sex therapist um because i oh hell yeah she was really good and i think i might start seeing her but i'm trying out like a couple of different other ones first um but her whole thing was just about like sexual boundaries and i was telling her when i first started having sex when i was 19 the only reason i started having sex honestly was because everyone around me was having it and Oh, yeah, I feel like, that. I didn't want to be, like, the last person. And people are like, Sophie, have you had sex yet? I'm like, no. And they're like, you should start. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to now. And um, so I was like, kind oh, of right. very much so like, flung into this situation where I'm like, okay, I guess, like, I'm going to start going out and, like, having sex with people that I go out with. Yeah, man. And, like, I guess this is yeah, what we do. And, what she was telling me was like, if you put yourself into situations where you already already don't really want to be, you already have no boundaries. So she's right. I was like already like not wanting Damn. to be there, but I was just like going along with whatever was happening. And like that. Oh, yeah. You were yeah, yeah, testing yeah, it out. Like that honestly is like a decade of unpacking that I'm going to need to do over the course of the I'm next so couple of months. But I love it. 
you have discovered this and that you are starting on that journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's all we, can, all do. we can do. Well, you started on it 10 years ago. Oh my know? God. What a fucking mess. And now what you're finishing it. Yeah. Okay. But Continue. anyway, the reason I, the reason I asked With about um, birth control questions, um, there was actually just a study that dropped on mice. Are you ready to hear about it? Okay. Tell me everything. So, I'm going to read a couple lines from it. Male birth control okay. drug is 100% effective in mice. A male contraceptive that immobilizes sperm for two hours prevented pregnancy in mice and resulted in no adverse side effects. So basically, they're giving these mice, the male mice, these pills, and then for two hours, like, it, like, weakens the sperm, like, the flagellum on the sperm, so they, like, can't reach the egg. Like, they're just, like, weak, shitty sperm, but then, like, the sperm, like, heals. Or not heals, but, like, gets better. I love this Um, And they're not going to start human trials, I guess, until 2025, but, dude. I'm obsessed. Fucking classic. Honestly, like, I'll tell you I feel like more. this should be, like, like, mandated, a mandated drug for men until they get a license oh. to be fathers. I mean, I know it's an unpopular opinion. Control, but I mean, truly, control like, men's bodies. Hot take. I mean, I think. Mandate what men do with their bodies. Hot take. Me until you're 18 is just a responsible way to go about yeah. things. Like, what am I doing right now? I'm doing a temporary vasectomy for five years. I'm literally choosing oh to do God, that. I and I know the, the difference is the difference is choice versus, you know, imposing that on like a child. But like, truly, it's not like they're losing I thought ejaculation. About it like that. I, I mean, obviously, I don't. Obviously, what I'm saying, I do. I do want to add like, that's a joke. Like, no one. It's a joke. It's a no, joke yeah, on like yeah. I, I, joke, like people are telling women what to do with their bodies it's just like by not yeah. allowing them to have abortion. Obviously, yeah. bodily autonomy. But like when it comes to stuff like this, it's like, bro, perfect. Well, I have one last question for you, and that would be, if you could give twelve-year-old Betsy in seventh grade um, one piece of advice about um, how she can handle her period or understanding her body or any bit of advice. Um, as she goes through adulthood, what would you say to her? Ooh. That's a really good question. Um, I think I would say something like, you don't have to be anything. Um, you don't have to give anything away you don't have to even conceptualize of the things that you're doing in terms of the way that people have set before us to conceptualize of them. Um, and I would say just keep exploring with an open mind um, because there's so much that we don't know as a collective science, as a collective mind, as a collective body. There's so much I don't know as a 12-year-old, as even a 28-year-old now. Um, and um, I think that I'm really trying to like grapple with the whole aspect of like life creation um, and like that aspect of like 
the feminine and the um and what that means for us and whatnot um um and shoot i was going somewhere with that but it was something along the lines of like something about what perhaps this ability to give life means to the cultural connotation of being a woman and feminine energy something like that yeah yeah and uh, i feel like me as a child like me as a child growing up and even like now still just in different forms and i like recognize it now looking back on myself but again recognizing that i can only i'm only seeing through shades of things i've experienced and who i am so it's like you know I experienced this and now I'm experiencing it as an adult and I'm looking back after having experienced it as an adult and I'm categorizing my childhood experience in this way. So all of that, all of that within the, the the disclaimer parentheses of, um, I think growing up as a female, um, or what female, you know, gender, or what is it? Yeah. Sex female. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up with a sex as a female, this reality is so, um, hyper fixated on categorizing things. Um, and I think that me personally, I felt like I was always, I felt like very, um, felt really very rebellious towards the perceived feminine things. Um, once I was in a society once I was in like school age and I identified very much as like a tomboy and whatnot, but it was totally in rebellion to uh, me perceiving that the feminine energy was weak, like, and like, and that's just a me thing. Um, so I don't know. I would say something like, yeah, all of that is to say is like, there are no bot, like you don't, there aren't boxes, people there, it looks like they're boxes, but you don't have to be in them. Um, and, you know, with regards to your period, like, that's going to be a, a constant until it's not until you've hit menopause. And then it's a new adventure that nobody, t- that nobody's talked about. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so buckle up and buckle call, your, call friends. your friends. But anyways, thank okay, you so much for hopping on. This was a wonderful conversation. I feel like one that we haven't actually had. So I really appreciate you. I love you. I love you. Thank, thank you to everyone you. who's listening. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.